All right, guys, what's going on? This is Derek, and thanks for coming back to the Late Night Social Take a Listen. Uh, I am here with my friend Polly D. What's up? Jacoby. Yo. And Willie. Howdy. Wait, what's Willie doing here? Willie is <laughs> sitting in for our boy Spencer. Um, he is taking some time for some much-needed rest. It is uh, allergy season here in good old South Carolina, so it's catching up with him pretty quick. Every uh, season. So yeah, he's at home taking a rest, resting his voice, all that stuff. He's a singer, so he doesn't want to lose his voice before Sunday. And he's just taking time with the fam. I saw a video the other day. Greenville is number one on the list of worst places to live because of allergies. Yeah, and that and it's hotter than Satan's undercarriage <laughs> with humidity. If I ever miss a week, can you make sure you say something cool about me? Like I'm a singer or I'm a songwriter and I'm... Yeah, Paul has salt and pepper <laughs> hair and he looks great. It's a sick um, fox. Yeah, you're welcome. Thanks. All right, so let's jump into the top five. So, let's do it. Uh, Willie, go ahead and hit us with your top five first, my friend. What's our top five? So top five is going to be uh, best vacations. Top five vacations. Yes. So whatever your top five best vacations are for you, that's what we're going with. Hit us with it, Willie. All right. Number five. Um, for... Probably four years straight, I went to Pennsylvania. The first year, before I got there, they got four feet of snow. It was in the middle of winter. It was on my birthday, December 28th. It was that week. That's number five. Just a good time with family. Uh, number four was the Las Vegas trip we took back last year. Wow, kind of low. Thanks for that. Excuse me. <laughs> number four was the Vegas trip we took this year with a smaller group. It's a good time. It was tight. It was intimate. Number three was... <laughs> you can't just walk past that like that. Come Sorry. <laughs> Vegas with the big group was number three. We had the bigger group. It was a good time. Um, that's our first time there. I, I That was that was great. Um, number two, we can tell you're nervous, Will. Don't be nervous. <laughs> so sorry. It's all right. Number two, I was voluntold to do this, by the way. Number two was the Nashville trip we took back this January for my, mm. my golden birthday. Come on. Uh, Willie is a golden retriever as a spirit animal. That was a good trip. No. I love, it was a good trip. Love golden retrievers. Well, <laughs> <laughs> um, that was great. Really enjoyed that. I'll, I'll remember that forever. Um, number one, it's not a specific trip I went on, but multiple trips. When I was when I was a kid, my grandparents and my great aunt, they owned a beach house in Ocean Lakes in Myrtle Beach. And uh, they sold it when I was a teenager, but... Every time we went there, it was just nostalgic. I know Paul's talked about going to In-N-Out, you know, when he lived in the West Coast. It's just nostalgia, you know. It was great. I enjoyed it. That's number one. We got to get you out more, bro. That's not a very well-traveled list. What? It's memory, man. He's getting that. Yeah, it's He's what means that. the most. Okay. But yes, I wanted, I did, well, that, that was my All right, All right. <laughs> I'll, ta I'll take the next, the next round real quick. All right, so my number five um, was Miami. Uh, don't get me wrong, it was really cool. But it is not what I expected. I guess I watched too much Bad Boys or Miami Vice or something, and I only see certain cool <laughs> scenes. <laughs> um, I don't know. Maybe I wanted to see like a drug cartel thing go down or something. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, but it wasn't quite what I expected. Um, so yeah, it was just I don't know. It was different. Uh, and it's it's Florida, so you know whatever. Um, number four was Nashville. Um, I only put that lower for other reasons because you'll see why in a second, but. Uh, no, Nashville is really cool. Um, something none of us have experienced. I think except for Jacob, 
Um, except for like, I don't know if you went on Broadway or anything like that when you were there for a record. Um, did you? No, I mean, like, I, I didn't go there to record on Broadway, but I had been there to eat at a restaurant or two. Right. But yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, Nashville was that for us, or for me at least. Um, it was super fun. We just had a good time. Um, number three is El Paso. So my wife, Stephanie, is from El Paso. Um, it's just a really cool, different perspective of that part of the country. Um, and that, and like, you know, that's, I, I went there to meet her parents for the first time. It was just a really big trip. Um, I spent Christmas there. So it was really cool. Yeah. Um, number two was Las Vegas mm. because I absolutely love Vegas. Which one? Uh, honestly, both. They're both gotcha. equal for me. Um, definitely differences, obviously, because one was a yeah. big group for the first time. Yeah. This last time was smaller, but I don't know, just super fun. Again, different culture, whole different world over there. Yeah. Um, but I really enjoy stuff like that. Yeah. Um, so that was really cool. Uh, my number one is New York City. Mm. Um, my wife and I went to New York in 2018, summer of 2018. Um, and she had been a few different times, but I had never been. And my brother-in-law lived there at the time. Um, so he stayed with them. But it was just, again, a whole other world, different culture. Just super cool to experience. Did you guys do a Broadway show? Yes. Phantom, show? Phantom of the Opera. Oh, a snoozer. It was, no, dude, it was really good, actually. <laughs> I was worried that I was going to be bored, but it, it kept my attention. It was really cool. I enjoyed it. Nice. Um, and food was good. I mean, yeah. People were weird, but, you know, it's New York City. So, but yeah. All right, Polly, what you got? All right, number five, I have Las Vegas. No no trip in general. Um, in, uh, just Las Vegas in general. Um it's my if I have two or three days to go anywhere and that's where I want to be. Uh, number four, I have Chicago. Um, I've been to most of the big cities in America, New York, Boston, Chicago. I obviously, grew up in LA, but Chicago has the best food. To me, the to the food in Chicago is is unmatched. Uh, Wrigley Field is awesome. Favorite um, food in Chicago? Oh, it's definite. It's definitely an Italian beef sandwich. But a mm. Chicago style hot dog. Mm. That's why people here, man, skins. You gotta, it's, it's you gotta not, get off the skins, it's bro. Not it's it. not. That's like Chicago style is like the peppers, the peppers, onions, tomatoes, relish, yeah, onion. Yeah. Okay, what? it's real really quick. Good. What's your favorite hot dog here then? The one I make at home. <laughs> <laughs> I think the reason why skins is most people's favorite is just because it's the best here. Nostalgia's the kind of hot dog. I wouldn't even say it's the best. That's here. not chili though. That's meat. That's ground beef on a hot dog. That's not yeah, chili. That's, that's fair. Okay, that's fair. We don't put chili beans on a hot dog. No, no, it's not chili unless there's beans in it. Oh, that's no. Don't put okay. that. We're not. We're not going there. We're not going. Oh, wow. That, we'll we'll hit that another yeah. time. We're gonna stay a long time on that. <laughs> All right, number three, uh, Catalina Island. Uh, it's a small. Mm -hmm. It's a a small island, twenty something miles from L.A. And Monica's family, my wife's family, used to go there every summer, and they'd spend a month there on a boat, on their boat. And so what? we would just oh. we would just go for a week and stay on the boat, and it's it's awesome, it's incredible. Um, number two, I have Kauai, which is an island in Hawaii. Um, it's one of the l least popular islands or least crowded islands, I would say. Um, but the golf is just incredible. And number one vacation spot I've ever been to, um, maybe a year before COVID, my wife and I went to Copenhagen. 
Hmm. Denmark. Oh, and it was, I mean, it was incredible. I heard that it was, so I used to work for a company that was based out of Denmark and we had guys like engineers go over there because they had to see the facilities and stuff, but they ventured out and, you know, just to see what there was. And they said it was the most boring place. Oh my gosh, no way. Is that, that, well, they said there was nothing to do but you go fishing, which I didn't, I mean, let's be honest, they're not the most cultured people, so. How much more do you need to do than go to the nude beach? Yikes. Wow. Wait. Oh, no, there is. Yeah, nude beaches. <laughs> that would make me so uncomfortable. <laughs> 100%. Wait, so did you and Monica go? Yeah, we went. Did you go nude? Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> No, but the food, like the pastries, the coffee, the, oh my gosh. Holly was running around slow motion. On the so beach. good. Every, everything. <laughs> beautiful city. The Hasselhoff. The most beautiful, the most beautiful people in the world living in Copenhagen. Scandinavia. The men, I, the women, I the children. Blonde hair people. They're so nice. They're, they're all, there's no fat people. Zero. Nope. So don't come at me with the socialism doesn't work. Because those people are happy. Okay. Here, here we go. Here we go. All right, all right, Jacob. What's your little hit us, Jacob? So, um, I, I, I just want to say, Paul, I hope that whenever I'm your age, your list is my list, <laughs> because that is an incredible list. And, and what's your age, Paul? Really old, thirty-four. Oh, yep. I got fourteen or ten more years somewhere in there. <laughs> okay. Uh, number five for me is Destin 2020. My family goes pretty much every year, um, but specifically 2020, we had a great deep sea fishing trip that was really fun. We ate some really great fresh fish. Um, and then number four for me is the cruise I took in 2016. Um, this is kind of like a graduation vacation sort of thing for me, like a senior trip if you want to call it that or whatever um had a friend on the on, well actually my brother-in-law dalton and a friend with me on the cruise and uh that just kind of made it uh for me number three is um kind of i think like one of wills uh but this is just kind of a collection of uh like vacations where i think i may have talked about it on a previous podcast but uh, my grandparents used to always buy season t- tickets to Dollywood uh, every year. And so we would go to Gatlinburg all the time as a family. I've never been to Dollywood. Honestly, I mean, it. I wouldn't say it's like the best theme park out there. But yeah, it holds memories for me because I went with my family. So, okay, it's different for sure. Yeah. Carowinds or Dollywood? Carowinds is like a, it's for, a theme park. In, they're they're in different. Carolina, by the yeah. Way. For me, it's Dollywood because of nostalgia. Okay. Roller coasters, Carowinds. Yeah, roller coasters, Carowinds. Okay. Sure. Fair enough. Okay. Number two is Vegas 2022, which is we took a larger group of people that year. It was really fun. Um, and I went with Paul and Craig, who have been there several times, and they showed us a couple local spots and uh, some of their favorite places. So that was that was really cool. It was also your first revisit. After your honeymoon. Which is a good segue to my number one, which yeah. is my honeymoon. Yeah, um, buddy. Yeah, that was that was a really good vacation. Sure was. Um, we didn't, <laughs> we actually didn't spend that much time in the room because we were Aww. constantly uh, doing stuff. There's so much uh, to see, dude. It's, it's Well, that, we were in Vegas for our first time, and right. then we did the Grand Canyon, and we took 
uh, basically a day, but we stayed a night in LA and we drove out there and the good food and stayed. Yeah. So it was incredible. Um, I, I literally, that by far is my favorite vacation. Um, just getting to like spend it with Allie and do stuff that like, and see places that we've never seen. And that was your first time, like just you and her going somewhere far away like that. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. And you guys went to a real hot dog place. That we went to Pinks. Pinks, yeah. I will say. Shout out Pinks. It was so hot. And they they don't have indoor seating. It was so hot, I couldn't even, like, barely eat. It was like the temperature was hot? Yeah. Really? really? Yeah. I was. Interesting. I was sweating hardcore. And, and the sausage was hot, too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, I did get, uh, like, a spicy. Spicy uh, Polish. Yeah. And it was, it was definitely spicy. So that mixed with the heat. I, I wouldn't say it was that enjoyable of an experience just because of the situation. So yeah, I'll be honest, if you want a good like like good like Polish sausage and stuff like that, Pittsburgh dude. Yeah. You'll get a test of that. But yeah, I mean the North dude, knows how to do their it their wieners. Yeah. Pol- Polish means it's from Poland. <laughs> well, if uh if any of you guys have looked at my Instagram, you probably knew my top five. Um <laughs> because I post everything that I do so far as vacations on Instagram, um, especially the memorable ones. But um, yeah, I mean, I guess that kind of segues well into our topic for the night, um, which is social media. So we're going to take a quick pee break and we'll catch you on the other side. Pee break. Wow. I actually do have to pee. All right, guys, tonight's topic is social media. Oh boy. So, um, try to go a little different route with it than, than maybe you think. Um, I want to know what you guys think is the, the best thing that's come out of social media and the worst thing that's come out of social media. So Derek, why don't we start with you and you tell us what's one thing that, that you think social media, social media has made our lives better personally, or just a general or both. Yeah. Either one. Uh, I'll just speak for more personal, uh, better. I, I mean, social media is, I mean, look at all the, for instance, look at all the people who have done TikTok and Instagram and stuff, specifically those two, like, you know, they just, especially during COVID when nobody had anything else to do. I mean, they're just, they just, they got bored. They decided, you know what, I'm just going to be creative, try to fill my time, not lose my mind. Um, and, and now they have a career out of it. Um, and then if you want to go more basic, I mean, people, Instagram, TikTok, and, and Facebook is just a great way for people to stay connected with family that's distant. Um, they can include, you know, group conversations that you can't do a lot of in text all the time. Um, for me, Facebook is just a thing of like, I have a lot of friends that I went to high school and elementary school with that like, I can keep up with on Facebook and just kind of like, oh, okay, they're doing like really well. I'll message them here and there and then that's it. Like, um, yeah. So, I mean, for the better, like it's just benefited a lot of people in a lot of positive ways, whether that's income based or personal relationship or people finding distant relatives they didn't know they had or whatever. Um, yeah, there's a lot of good perspective to go into it with that. That's just a real general answer. Um, you know, we can dive into that however you want, but yeah, yeah. I just off of that, I think it kind of like sets up what i was thinking like the ability or like 
we all know and love a lot of people, but we don't have time for all the people we know and love throughout the like a week, right? right? So what I think is great is social media has allowed us to keep up with the people that we know and love and maybe even like something that they post and let them know, hey, like, I'm still here. I'm still cheering you on. Yeah. Um, distant family, distant friends, whatever. Yeah. Um, you know, maybe we haven't gotten together in a while, but it doesn't change the fact that, you know, I still care about our relationship and, and our friendship. Um, so, yeah, I think that's probably the the great thing about social media for me is um, I I know and love a lot of people, but it's very hard for me to, uh, you know, see all the people that I know and love a lot. So I can just kind of hop on social media, maybe like something or comment on something that they post. And uh, it allows me to just remind them, hey, like I'm still here. I'm still cheering you on. Um, I think it's cool that, you know, you got engaged or um, you went on a cool vacation or whatever. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that would be the... It's, it's interesting that you and Derek both went like uh, the personal route because like the first thing that came to my mind and this is more probably of an instagram thing than a facebook or yeah kind of a twitter thing but it's a big instagram thing it's like for me instagram is more about following people i don't have a personal re relationship with yeah. and so like athletes or things like that it's cool to see a more personal side to them because growing up you didn't know much about the athlete other than yeah. when you saw them playing the game but like following athletes golfers actors things like that it's cool to see like a more like who they are as a person you can interact with them they can interact with you um so i think that's been a cool thing it makes it makes the world smaller not to be cliche but yeah it it's pretty cool to, to see that well what's something that that it's made your life worse hmm. worse uh, i think for all of us we try to avoid um drama in general yeah but I think for social media brings it closer, you know, the people that you know, people, like you said, like you don't, you're not close to that much. You're closer to now because social media and you're close to the drama too. Uh, I don't know. I think for most of us, though, we can still avoid that, but it, it's, it's, it's brought us closer for sure. I think. Yeah. Yeah. I think one thing that it's, it's really ruined is like in-person relationships. Mm -hmm. Cause like you can go to dinner with five friends and all five of us are on our phones interacting with people that are, aren't right in front of us. Right. And, and I think especially for like younger people, not to sound like an old guy, but like, like I work with a couple guys that are in their early twenties and like they, they can't do anything without looking at their phone, being on social media constantly all day. Like I'm like, dude, enjoy the moment that you're in. Yeah. Be, be with the people you're with, not, the people you're not not ever going to be with you yeah. know what i mean and it's like it's one thing if like you're sitting at a table and you're like oh hey let me show you this video i saw earlier you guys are really enjoy it that's something i hate and I, yeah i know but oh my gosh i but, hate that hey have you seen this and even if you say yeah i've seen it they still shove it in your face so that i do hate <laughs> but like it's like hey have you guys seen this no i haven't seen it show them to them real quick set your phone down you can have a conversation and that doesn't work with everybody and that's fine, but it is a way to do it. But no, it's like, it's pure silence. You're sitting at a table. Everybody's on Instagram or TikTok or Twitter, AirPods in or whatever. And we're all guilty of it. Don't get me wrong. But like, 
Yeah. You got your AirPods in at the dinner table, bro. You just might as well go home. Dude, <laughs> Gray, Gray's getting his neck slapped if he does oh, that. Yeah, man. But like, for for the worst for me, like, okay, I'm, I know I'm going to step on some toes and I really don't yeah. care, but I personally despise Facebook now. I'm mm. really close to just deleting my Facebook because the yeah. only thing I go on there for, I actually appreciate the, the news part of it like the like you know you have the sections in the bottom whether it's facebook market news videos your main homepage, like posts and stuff i look at the news because real quick i can just find what i want to find whatever but mostly i want a facebook market looking for cool deals stuff that i may want whatever you're teaching me stuff because i go on there once a year to respond to my yeah, happy birthday so, like, <laughs> like, like like if you want something good now you may have to look for every day five times a day for seven weeks and find something oh, okay here's a good price on something i've been wanting yeah i'm gonna go in i'll go ahead and snag it while it's there but i, I think too that like the art of conversation is lost like i i yeah this is why like one of the reasons why i wanted to to start this podcast with you guys is because it's just we we've lost the ability to just have relationship in person right have in-person conversations like you go out to eat and you look around and it's like everybody's just on their phone I, I i just feel like for all the good that social media has brought i feel like it's not been worth it yeah and so here's the part where i'll step on toes dang and this is yeah yeah and like specifically facebook and i feel like instagram and twitter are starting to become this way and i hope that it doesn't go all the way as, as much as facebook has but like and it, it definitely depends on an age group sorry but it does but like, and I'm not calling anybody out, but it's just like, cause this is everybody that I see now. I, I do not care. And I do not want to know, uh, the last time you showered or, you know, crapped or ate or what you ate. I don't care. I can care People less. post on Facebook. Dude, you would be surprised. I, I don't, I don't, I don't care about the drama in your life. I, I care more about the fact that you're dealing with it and not posting about it. I, I don't care about you airing out your dirty laundry. That's your problem. That's your business. Take care of it. Your first and number one goal should be, I'm going to deal with this. Not I'm going to go on Facebook and post it so that I can get some reactions and hopefully that person will see it. So I can be my, you know, my keyboard ninja and, and fight on Facebook. But when I see a person, I can't even say anything to them. Mm. I hate it. Yeah. Get off, get off Facebook, text or call the person you have a problem with, figure it out and move on. Don't tell me what you're eating every five seconds. Don't tell me when you couldn't sleep. Don't tell me about your back pain. If you, now, if you were like, Hey, you know, Hey, this person just died. I want to let everybody know viewing funeral times, whatever. I get that. But if it's like. Oh, you know, like my grandfather did decide, but my, my big toes hurting. Can you guys give me some pity? Yeah. I think I stop think, reaching. I think pastor Eddie might've said it at some point, but he was talking more about texting, but he, I don't remember exactly what he said, but it was like, it's for information, not emotion. Right. Right. So like it, it should be that it should be emotion. It should be like, I'm sorry. It should not be emotion. It should be information. It should be right. Things we need to know updates but people whatever. but people make it so emotional political it's like it's not fun anymore not to mention it's all a front yeah you have these people who you look at them and they post pictures of 
them and their spouse or their girlfriend, fiance, whatever. It's like, oh, I have this perfect life. And then two months later, you find out all kinds of bull crap that they've been going through. And their life is 100% the opposite of what they pretend it is because they're trying to keep this front up of I'm perfect. I have a perfect life. I have the perfect house. I have the perfect car, whatever. It's like, it's not real life. Yeah. I mean, it's not reality. It doesn't exist. So stop pretending like you're somebody you aren't. And honestly, social media has contributed to so much suicide now in the past how many years? Yeah. I was going to say like, I feel like with COVID combined with social media like like that's the reason why mental illness is as high as it's ever been and i mean like i mean trigger warning for people who may be going through this because i mean i've been through a lot of this myself but like social media is like this is gonna sound so cliche old and again just to reach for it maybe baptisty of me i don't know how to say it but like Mm -hmm. like it is absolutely the worst for people's mental health to just decline so rapidly. So I mean, like, like if you're struggling, social media is yeah. the last place you need to be. Yeah. You need to, be in, you need to be in person with people yeah. who actually care about it. And you. I'm not even saying specifically the Bible. And obviously don't get me wrong. If that's what you believe and that's what yeah. you, you know, your, yeah. your life surrounds on. Sure. But that looks different for everybody. But like just general, you need to delete everything off your phone, mm-hmm. focus on you, focus on your personal relationships, your friends, your family, your marriage. Mm. You don't need to focus on like, my marriage is in shambles and I'm addicted to porn, but I'm going to post this chocolate bar that I ate Woo! and um, I'm going to pretend like my life is perfect. Derek's preaching. Garbage. And it's, it's the thing, it's, it's not even necessarily about religion of whatever that may be admitted, whatever it may look like for the individual person, whether that's Christianity, Buddhists, Hindu, whatever, it doesn't matter. If I think you are in pieces, social media is 100% going to be your number one weakness and it's going to destroy you so fast. Yeah. I think, um, I think people though, like they don't, they don't have any real relationship anymore because of social media that they don't have anywhere else to go necessarily. No, and except their social media. And here's the thing. And that's, uh, so let's go back to the good. For a lot of people, sometimes social media for people who are really struggling can be a good connection and it can save people's lives. Yeah. But I think that it has more, and I don't know statistics and maybe I could be wrong and that's fine if I am. And honestly, I'd rather be wrong, but like, I feel like it's more of a downfall for people and their mental health than it is a positive note in their life to help them yeah i i want to rewind real quick because i sure. feel like i have a different perspective okay on the table thing paul you were talking about how like people go out to eat and everybody's sitting on their phone for me it's like it's an escape whenever it feels awkward like we've all been to lunch with that person sure. who can't carry a conversation and you're like what do we do while we're sitting here waiting for our food for the next 30 minutes sure you know and so like I can pull up a an Instagram post and be like, hey, have you seen this? Or like, you know, something like that. And and again, like, I'm with you. You know, if you're, I'm bad about, if I'm sitting with my wife or friends that can carry a conversation, pulling it out just to kill time while I'm sitting there waiting because I'm used to doing that. Right. 
and I like I would say that's not healthy, but um, I do think that there there is like a time and a place where it might would not be the worst thing in the world, you know? Yeah, there, there's positive positives and negatives to each side of it. I mean, if you want to go again more positive, I mean, I, I would say more specifically TikTok and Instagram, but like it has helped bands, people's merch brands or whatever they're trying to start podcast hopefully (laughs) (laughs) but like it's helped blow people up yeah and it's it social media can be a very powerful thing for people's careers their lives in a lot of positive ways but it feels like it's more negative not to mention the amount of people who are so gullible and they read one thing from a satire website and believe it and then they repost it and then they Mm. spread all this misinformation (laughs) and convince a hundred million people it's true. And the next thing you know, you're talking about how, you know, the apocalypse or the rapture is going to happen tomorrow <laughs> if you don't buy this truck. Joe Rogan never yeah. spreads misinformation ever. Aliens are real. Don't get me started. <laughs> Keep going, Jacob. <laughs> so I was just going to say off of what you were saying, Derek, about like the decline of people's mental health. I think there's a lot that plays into it with social media. It is, you know, like this comparison game, all of these things that we've heard about, right? But my thing is, is that, like, we we all have vices that we cope with our feelings, yeah. right? Like, the, the, like, go-to is, like, alcohol, drugs, maybe an unhealthy relationship, right? And, uh, but it, I actually had to preach a sermon on this last week for our youth, and... You know, I'm I'm talking about sharing feelings and stuff like that with people because it's a real thing, like with people that, um, and like the next generation. But something that I kind of learned from from someone, uh, actually named Mark Clark, who is pretty incredible. Um, one of the things that I heard from him was, uh, he said, "We think that with technology, education, and progress, things will just get better." And the 20th century, we made massive progress in technology and education, but yet we saw 100 million people dead because of wars. He said, we cannot draw the conclusion that with new technology, progress, and education, things will get better after that. Right. And so, my thing is, like, since I was a kid, I've, and, like, had an iPhone I have always turned to technology or even just a TV as a kid. Like whenever whenever I got in trouble, I would go to my room and turn on my favorite TV show. Right. Um, rather than like being with my feelings, right? You, you spend more time coping than you do facing what's in front of you. Yeah. And yeah. so I think what what I see wrong most most with social media is like along with other technology, not just social media. Like, we we tend to cope with our feelings there or escape to it. And then whenever it's time for reality again, it's still there. Like, our feelings are still there. So we never dealt with it. Right. So people's mental health just keeps declining, and they just keep burying their head in the sand, uh, watching their comfort show or, you know scrolling through Instagram reels or TikTok for hours. Yeah. And then whenever they come back to real life, like their feelings have not been handled. Like they haven't talked to a therapist about it. Mm -hmm. 
they've just like escaped from it for a few hours or even just to start anyone talk yeah. to anyone that you know cares about you and reach out and, and uh, legit don't, don't be wrong i want to stress this but like again social media has had a lot of positive influence and impact on people's lives and social media depending on what it is can save somebody's life if they just see a video they just come across yeah. a video in a moment of like you know what i'm done well and that's I'm the reason why I, I wanted to point out it's not just social media it's right. technology slash vices in general right yeah you know it's not just what we're talking about right but like i think specifically our generation the next generation we we cope with technology sure rather than whatever else it used to be yeah and like know? like i'm in a different age group than you but like you know, there's a part of my life that I still remember like technology like that just wasn't a thing. My cell phone that I had at one point was purely to check in with my parents if I was out somewhere or just get in contact with a friend if we were going to do something. And that was it. And then, you know, it just slowly turned into all the things we can do now on our smartphones. And it's like, I mean, at the risk of sounding like a boomer, it's like, don't get me wrong. I love my phone. I love it. I love technology. I love the things we could do now. So I'm not saying we shouldn't have it because that's wrong. Yeah. But when it comes to certain aspects like social media, it for me, it is just, it's destroyed everything, in yeah. my opinion. I, yeah. Go ahead, Paul. Yeah, I was going to say, that's, that, we joke about B-Real a lot on here, but like, that's oh, kind of why like I, I love B-Real because it's literally a once a day um, deal. Like there's no scrolling involved. There's right. not endless scrolling yeah. There's one post, you can see it. There's, I have a hot take on Be Real. Do you? Yeah. Save it. Um, but yeah, like you check it once a day, you post once a day, and then it's gone. Then it's done. You scroll through your, your 20, 30, 40, even if you have 50 friends on there, and then it's done. That's it. Yeah. It's, oh, it's not, it's not mindless. And, and it's yeah. not, there's no filters. There's no, Yeah. it's literally, what am I doing right now? What's behind, what's in front of me? What's behind me? Yeah, and then and then a it's false, over. A false perspective. Yeah, yeah. If if I may interject, this is why I'm the producer because I have a hard time interjecting. Um, <laughs> but I've been I've been waiting for this point for a long time. Uh, I got I got to pause while I'm here. Um, but for me, um, personal social media, it's a lot. There's a lot. It's a lot to me. But one thing for me, and I didn't realize this till I was in my mid twenties. It took somebody like pointing out a conversation. So sometimes I'll be especially like. One of the biggest things is like after church, like I'm trying to find my conversation in the lobby and I'm just standing off in the corner. And I didn't realize that was anxiety until I was in my mid twenties and somebody said, mm -hmm. why are you off in the corner? Like standing awkward. Mm. Cause I don't know where my place is right now. And then yeah. sometimes that vice for me in that moment would be Instagram. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's like a security blanket of sorts. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And, um, as I was saying, like I have a hard time finding a place to interject. That's why I'm the producer. Back to what Paul said earlier about real life and social media. Um, I saw a post, was it like two years ago when when Tiger made his debut back at the Masters? And there was a post about everybody at the tee box had their phones out recording that moment. And there well, was one it wasn't guy. the Masters because they don't allow phones there, but it was something. Even, it was one tee box where he made his comeback. Yeah. It wasn't the Masters, like Paul said. There was one guy... He did not have his phone out. There was only one out of 40 people, 50 people. Right. Yeah. And like I, in that moment, I took pride in the fact, separate from moments of anxiety in social settings, but 
in the fact that there's moments that I experience that I take the time to live in. But also it was that moment, that post was a reminder to live in the moment and not record it for yeah. social media, if that makes sense. Yeah, even if you go to like a concert or something, it's like everyone's watching the concert through their screen. It's like, dude, like be there. Ellen John's right in front of you. You don't need to watch it on your phone. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. You know. Now I will say I do go to a lot of concerts and record them because I want to relive that moment in a in a small way. But I still watch the concert and just hold my phone. <laughs> well, here's the thing. Like, I usually when I go to shows and stuff like that, like I'll pick like when I like when they start like my favorite song, I'll get like a 10 second, yeah. 30 second at the most video of that song. And no I mean, I don't hardly ever post on any platform. I might post that, but that's for me personally of like, hey, I was here. This is really cool. I want to relieve this moment, you know, five years from now, whatever. But aside from that, my phone's in my pocket because I want to be present. It's just thirst traps for me, like once a year. (laughs) (laughs) We know that's not true because you still have your profile pictures when you were a senior in high school. (laughs) Legendary thirst traps. You didn't didn't even have hair on your face in your profile. (laughs) (laughs) He had a little bit of five o'clock shadow. Can I give you my hot take on Be Real? Yeah, I want to hear it. Okay. So my thing is, and I'm not on Be Real, so it's hard for me to speak into this. But from what I've seen from most people that do have it, that like are out in public, right? They're still taking a picture with the most interesting part that it's around them. They're still like look trying to make sure they look great. Yeah. And take a picture with the most interesting part that's around. I've taken the ugliest pictures of myself. <laughs> <laughs> and so, I, I mean, I'm not saying that's everybody, but I think... Any social media platform can be what you want it to be. And so, uh, for me, I don't need a social media platform that tells me it's real and authentic to be real and authentic if I want to choose to do that. Yeah. And I, I still don't think that a lot of people are being real and authentic on it. I think it's that it, concept. It's a, Go ahead, Will. I think it's, it's a concept that's come popular recently is yeah. that people, they post the the small percentage of their highlights versus the reality of their lives. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which, and I will say like, I'm not great about posting the reality of my life. Like I take a lot of pictures and I'll post the coolest pictures and kind of like a collage thing. Right. Because I think it's fun. So I'm not great about posting like real moments that suck, yeah. but you know, I don't know. That's, that's just my personal opinion on be real. Like, if you want to be real and authentic, be real and authentic everywhere. Right. I think it's just an extraordinary thing. person regardless of where you're at or what platform you're on. Yeah. Yeah. I think during, I think it was, it was really during like the kind of like the last four or five years where, it, where social media, particular Twitter and Facebook got really political. Um, and there was kind of this like underground resurgence of people that were like, bring MySpace back. Because MySpace was like, it was so cool. Like, shout out, I would dude. love to see that. Actually, you never had a MySpace. No, that was like oh right my before gosh. my time. Yeah, like you literally had a. You put a song on your page, like your top eight friends. Like there wasn't a timeline. All right, but there was no timeline. There was there was let's no hit on that. There's no political. Let's hit on that. Yeah, I can't tell you how many arguments I got into with people over MySpace of something I didn't even think about it in a bad way. 
because I didn't have them as my top eight or my man six. That's crazy. Um, like it, it started so long ago that we don't even see it. We probably don't have time for this, but I would not be married to Monica if it wasn't for MySpace. Dang. See, like, can I just say, dear, I feel like someone getting mad at somebody because you're not in their top friend it's list. It's so stupid. If it was one of us, I feel like you would be upset, though. No, with MySpace, I can't tell you my, my, my best friends that I wasn't yeah. their top eight. Why? They have a big family. Mm. Majority of the time is because their family or girlfriend or whatever was in their top eight. But you're telling me, (laughs) you're telling me if Paul, if you weren't in Paul's top eight, I'm not number one on Paul's phone and his top, would you be upset? Oh, that, that's, I was actually going to go there. I was like, are all of us in each other's pinned? No. Uh, Well, pinned, uh, messages. Most of my pinned conversations are group chats. Yes. Hang on, I'm interested in this. Can we can we all pull up our pins? So my phone's currently charging. But my <laughs> shocker. All of my pins, you guys are in there, but it's because I put in who I'm gonna I know I'm gonna talk to the most. So if I need a quick go to I'm not in there. Put in there. Believe it or not, I have I'm not in there because I don't respond. You are hundred percent I have you still don't respond. <laughs> I have several people multiple times in my top nine. Mm. So like my dad, I have him. I have him in on my top nine. I have him in my family chat and I have him in our Las Vegas chat. Right. And then I have Jacob in multiple. I have Jacob in just Jacob. Then I have Jacob in the Vegas chat and then I have (laughs) Jacob in the late night social chat. Yeah. So like I would say Jacob and my dad are like my top two. So you're, you're probably top four, Derek. I'll take it. (laughs) I'm not in there. You're not in there. Cause we, cause we don't text. Yeah, we, no, he is. He's in the late night social. You're in my late night social. Yeah. You're not, you're not Ooh, in my pen either. He is in there. <laughs> I'm number one on Will's. Do you have Amy in your pen? Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I, I want to rewind. And if this is going to be too long, we can go there another day. But I feel like we can hit this briefly. Politics on social media. Garbage. Yeah, is it? I, I think it's tough because there's some things that are issues that people post about on social media that are politicized that I think are worth posting. Sure. But at the same time, you know, is is social media a place for politics? Should those issues be politicized? I, I think, I don't think there's anything wrong with political post. I think what what's wrong is, is the, what it sparks. Yeah. You're going to have to realize if, that if, you're not going to win. Yeah, or if, if yeah. I if I love Jacob and he posts something political, I should be more interested in that's Jacob's opinion than let me tell Jacob why he's wrong. And if you think I'm wrong, instead of commenting in front of the entire world, maybe I set up coffee or lunch with someone. Sure. Uh, with Jacob to have a conversation with him. About and that. phones are turned upside down. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> in conversation. Yeah. I, I saw. Think, uh, go ahead. I think that a lot of people, um, and you can, I think in, in our lives, we can point out the people that you think about. These people post normally political, they make political statements yeah. on the social medias, and they're divisive. And um, I think that's one of the biggest problems. If, if your statements politically are divisive, you're making those statements for the wrong reasons. <laughs> right. Um, because at the end of the day, your political statements should bring people to agreeance 
or relationally closer, if that makes yeah. sense. Yeah. But man, there's there's some things that are political that shouldn't be, and you should be able to post them, but it's like, it's not a political issue. It's like a right and wrong issue. Right. But right and wrong has been politicized now. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what I hate is that, like, you you can't talk about an issue or a topic without it being politicized. Well, let's just go with the number one thing, elephant in the room, if you will, in the last three years, cancel culture. <laughs> Complete and total garbage. I've been making jokes about this recently. I, I don't think it's garbage. I don't think cancel culture is garbage. I think cancel culture has gone too far. And what I mean is, like, is when you cancel everybody for everything... The people that should be canceled for the things they've done, it cheapens it. Right. Because at this point, people are going to cancel somebody else because they just simply don't like them. It's right. a question. What you're saying is, because cancel culture is like, hey, if this person did this, like everything they've ever done or said is out the window. Right. Yeah. Do you think a good person can make an honest mistake? Yes. And make a really bad decision? And then you throw everything that they've ever said out the window. I think the difference is, is like if, because cancel culture, there's no room for grace, right? And there's yeah. no, there's no room for growing and changing. Um, but I think the difference is, is when I, if I say something that's insensitive or, or whatever, if I'm not apologetic for it, or if I don't say, oh, I can see how that hurt you, then maybe I deserve to be canceled. But just because I say something doesn't mean I should be canceled. Like there should be room to be like, man, I'm sorry. Like I didn't, I didn't, I see how that hurt you. Like that wasn't my intention. And, and intention doesn't change the outcome. Yeah. But like if, if I, if my response is, man, well, I'm sorry. Like, I'm sorry that like offended you or whatever. I don't deserve to be canceled. But if I say it and I'm like, yeah, I said it. And F you, if you feel offended, like right. I'm not sorry. And these this this group of people is worthless like then yeah like i'm you don't deserve your music to be listened to you don't deserve your books to be read like there has to be a a a time to to be sorry and ask for forgiveness but but i don't feel like we have that anymore so question off of that and just like just to be fair this isn't about any specific topic or anything like that um especially not what most people get canceled over but if we're, you know, if you're a Christian, shouldn't there always be grace for mistakes? To a certain extent, yeah, depending on what it is, but I think it just varies. Accountability plays a factor too. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's the thing is like, I think overall, like if people are willing to, something they said 10 years ago and somebody goes and digs it up and they, and they, they bring it in on somebody and like, okay, the best example that I can think of is like, the whole thing with Kevin Hart when he got asked to host, what was it, the Oscars? <laughs> and they wanted to, somebody brought up something he had said in a stand-up sketch that he did that they thought was homophobic or racist. I don't remember exactly what it was. And it's like, he, he's like, look, I apologize for this a long time ago. I don't know why I need to apologize again just to please you. And the Oscars was like, well, we need you to do this so that you, you know, we can be accepted. And he backed out. He was like, no, I'm good. Like, I already made my peace with this. I'm not going to do this again now just to please you because you feel that you need this again. And so it's like, people, here's the thing. For every person that cancels somebody else, 
I guarantee just because you're not in the spotlight that if I was able to dig into your life, I could find just as many things that you said when you were a teenager that you didn't even understand was wrong, but you're still going to be canceled for it now as an adult and ruin your life. And that's what I'm saying is like, at some point, every person has messed up. Sure. And probably even at some point they've said something not felt like regret about it. And it's been something horrible. Yeah. You know, and I'm not, I will be like straightforward. I'm not defending anyone no. here. I'm just saying like, and I, I will say this, like I err probably way more on the side of grace than I need to. But I just think for me, there always has to be grace for people whenever they say something, whenever they do something like you, you have to have grace for people. Because there's definitely, we're all human. We're all going to mess up. I think there's definitely exceptions, at least for me personally. Like, I guess not to like, so that way I don't like call out specific things, but like you take, you know, somebody like Jared from Subway. He was his big face and name for a simple, you know, sandwich shop. And turns out he's into child pornography. Do I think that he deserves grace and forgiveness? Maybe to a certain extent. Does he deserve to have a spotlight again? Absolutely not. Does he deserve to rot in jail? 100%. That is my opinion. Yeah. I don't think you deserve enough grace to regain the life that you had. I just think you deserve enough grace in the aspect of like, maybe he, maybe he, you know, he does have an issue, a mental issue, and he's getting help and he's a better person. My thing. But I still think he, he, like, for me, that's a line of like, and I know this is super tough. Yeah. I get it. But like, yeah. for me, that's a line of like, hey, I'm glad you're working on yourself, but like, I hope you never leave prison. Yeah. No, I, I get that. And I get that that's your personal opinion. But my, my thing would be like people that post these things on social media. It's like, well, who, who do you think you are to make the decision for this man? No, you know, man. like who, who appointed you judge? I think the difference is, I think, I think grace is not, does not mean there's not consequences. 100%. So I can have grace for you for saying something, but that doesn't mean there's not consequences to what you said or did. Yeah, you're, so yeah. you're still going to have to pay that price for whatever right. it may be at whatever level it may be on. Yeah. And I think that's the reality, even of like, you know, I think we're talking about way bigger things than this, but even in just a conversation, you say something that, you know, was out of line or, or whatever to a friend, like you have to deal with the consequences in that friendship mm -hmm. of you saying that. Yeah. So obviously there's always consequences, whether it's given or reality, you know, but I think that there's, you know, in, in a situation with a friendship, there might be trust that's lost. But there can still be grace, yeah. Um, to and that's you know where, see that person that's as a person skewed now is it doesn't matter what you do at the level of whatever you did is like you are looked at the exact same way. So whether you killed somebody or just because you felt like it, or I Jacob I offended you because I insulted you in a conversation, it, like the level of being canceled or whatever 
is exactly the same. And it's like, no, there has to be separation and understanding of like, okay, you know, I said something to Jacob in a conversation that I just thought was a joke. Didn't think anything of it in the time. Jacob comes to me later and says like, look, you said this, I understand you didn't mean anything, but it really affected me. It pissed me off. And this is where I'm at. You're like, you know, I have to, one, I have to be willing to listen to him, whether I agree or not, take what he has to say and be humble enough to be like, you know what? You're right. I crossed a line yeah, and I should have never even gotten close to it. Um, and then, and then figure out where we need to go from there to, to try to at least establish some kind of understanding, forgiveness, whatever. Um, but you know, you, you go into somebody like, you know, or something like, you know, I, I, I murdered somebody because I felt like it just cause they pissed me off. Yeah. Maybe, maybe there's a certain level of grace that you could have for the person of like, they made this mistake, they're aware, and now they're trying to turn their lives around, but you're still going to have to pay for what you did. Yeah. It doesn't, it doesn't matter, you know, if, if you realized you made a mistake because you were on drugs or whatever, it's like, you still did something that affected your decision-making in the first place. And you just have to be able that person has to be able to take accountability and be humble enough to be like, you know what? I made this mistake. I'm spending the rest of my life in prison for murder. Yeah. I think that I, to make it like more personal for me, like something I had to learn recently, actually, like within the last year or so is that I tend to have a big mouth and I can shoot off sometimes, say things, and then I'll, and, and then I'll say, well, I'm just joking. Like, it's just a joke. Like I learned recently, like that's, especially with my son, with my wife, like I can't say things even if I'm joking because they're not one, they're not funny to them. There's still consequences. Right. And two, like, it's just a joke. Doesn't excuse what I said. Right. Yeah. You can't use that as your scapegoat. I think, yeah. um, initially when this podcast was mentioned and the ideas were, were being conversed to say a big word, I like big words. <laughs> uh, uh, I was the one who was hesitant and I wasn't the main four. I was kind of brought in because I was always there on Wednesdays, right? And you were a part of the conversation. Right, exactly. Right. I, but to be a person, like I said, like I, I'm not good with interjecting. I don't like confrontation and that might come up in the podcast. But one thing that made me hesitant is that this is being recorded and anyone and everyone can hear it right forever. And that was my hesitancy. And we're talking about cancel culture. Every day I say something that somebody would want me canceled for. Right. Almost every day. Whether you mean it that way. Every day. Hey, somebody, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Every somebody day. Does. Every day. Yeah. And when it's being recorded, I feel obligated to filter myself a little bit. Yeah, for sure. I don't think that's a bad thing, though. No, that's not a bad like, thing. Like, I feel like if, if we lived our life through a filter... Not not to be disingenuous, but to li- to say like who well, before I do this, what and not even just words, actions too. Like if if we see it through another person's lens, I think our whole world changes. No, I think that that's good character. Yeah, There's, yeah. we should always engage some sort of filter. Yeah, right, all the time. And that's and that's something that's hard for me, but I'm I'm learning. I mean, we had a we had a we have a life group at church, and and a probably about a month ago now, like it got the conversation got kind of intense and I, I went too far and I said things I shouldn't have said. And like in the moment I felt proud and, and arrogant, like I'm right. And like weeks later I felt the relationships change. Like I had to, 
I had to go back and apologize to these people because like being right doesn't matter. Like yeah. relationship matters way more. And I, and like to tie it back to social media, like that's, that's what I hope is coming through is that like your relationships in person matter so much more. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. And that's what I think. And I'll close with this and I want to hear y'all's final thoughts too. Um, I think our culture has a lot of issues, um, especially like Western culture and that sort of thing. But I think that uh, a, a big one is that we're too willing to have conversations in inappropriate spaces yeah. where the conversation was not meant to be held. Right. And whether it be political or um, something that, you know, you don't disagree, you don't agree with someone on or whatever. I think that, like, trying to have this conversation that was meant to be had between a person face-to-face and typing across a keyboard, like, you're never going to say those things in real life. Don't tell me you would. Right. And so, I think, like I was saying, like, there's a lot of problems with our culture, but I think that us having the, I guess, the tenacity to to have those conversations that were meant to be had um, with with people in the expanse of social media is just way, way too far across the line. I agree. Yeah. It, it, it all comes down to being self-aware and aware of your surroundings, where you're at, and the time that you're at. There's, there's a time and place for everything. And just because you're feeling heated or annoyed or sad or whatever in the moment... Again, depending on the circumstance, the, the sadness thing can be like, maybe you just need that, like you have to reach out in that moment. I get that. But you have to be aware that you need to pick the time and place because there's a time and place for everything. Yeah. And and I don't want to like leave uh, what we started with, Derek, out either. Like if you're struggling, sure, don't dive into technology to escape. Don't dive into anything to escape. Please please be honest with the people that are around you that you feel like you can trust. And if you don't feel like you can find anybody to trust, find a therapist. Yeah. Please. Look, I'm sure there is friends, family, mother, father that you can reach out to. Um, And if you, I will say this, if you don't feel like there's someone you can trust, like please email us, DM us or something. We'll help you find somebody. There are suicide hotlines. There, There's a lot of stuff. That, there's a lot of resources you can reach out to to have somebody that if you just need somebody just to listen to you for a minute. Will, will you give us the suicide hotline? Yeah, can you pull it up? I'm spacing so hard on the name of it and everything else. Um, but yeah, just because we know that this stuff can affect people in a lot of different ways. Uh, will, do you have that? If you haven't pulled it up, just go ahead and throw it out there, please. Yeah, so um, the first number that popped up is 988. That's the suicide and crisis lifeline. Yes, that's the one. Thank you. Yeah, and I I love that they put it that way because it's not just suicide that people need to talk about. Like their their real feelings and emotions that happen in life. And you know, I I fully believe that there's someone around you that you can talk to. But if not, there's definitely you know there's people out there that care about you even if they don't know you. I promise you that. So and will I just want to say. Uh, I have enjoyed having you on the podcast tonight. Absolutely. Thank you. I will say we did have at least one listener that was like, I want more Will. That is so. We did. We're giving the people what they want. (laughs) You guys, you guys heard that, but I got so many DMs about wanting more Will. 
Um, so thank you guys for listening tonight. Uh, we appreciate that so much. And to give a just a little plug, since we've been talking about social media, I want you guys to follow us on social media. If you're on Instagram, you can follow us at the late night underscore social. Um, our email, if you'd like to email us, boomers out there like the email. Email's cool too, if that's what you're into. Um, our email is the late night social at gmail.com. Shoot us an email, give us a review. Uh, we may have a Yelp at some point. Um, I know boomers are into that too. Um, I have I have Cash App and Venmo if you guys are interested in that. Same. Um, they're they're on the late night social media. Go to my Instagram, just DM me. You guys can pay me if you want. Uh, the other guys like money too, but me especially. Uh, thank you guys for listening. We'll see you next time. See ya. So peace. See ya.